Hello. It's good to be back in Black Rock with you as we enter into the Christmas season. I was thinking the other day, I spent 40 Christmases in Black Rock Church. And in that time, I only missed one Christmas when I was sick with the flu. Oh, it brings back a lot of nostalgia for me to be here today. I think of the living Christmas card that we once had, the singing Christmas tree, the sights and sounds of Christmas, our Christmas Eve service that began at 11 in the evening. Our handbell choirs would play in the shopping malls, and Christmas was always a noisy, exciting place to be. But this year, Christmas is going to be quite a bit different. It's going to be much quieter. Boys and girls are going to worry that maybe Santa got the COVID-19 and wouldn't make it this year. Many families are not going to be together because service personnel and missionaries from our families are scattered all over the world. And travel restrictions are going to keep many other people from being together. I was listening to some Christmas songs on the radio, and one of them, I thought, well, that's a good one for this year. The title was, I'll Have a Blue, Blue Christmas. That may prove to be the favorite song at Christmas this year. You know, there is only one similar time to 2020 in my entire lifetime, and that was during World War II, when we had four still Christmases from 1941 to 1944. There were no candles in the windows, no outdoor trees. Service personnel were missing. Gas was rationed. Tires were impossible to get. Meat was rationed. Sugar was scarce. Everything seemed to be going wrong. Gift ideas could not be found in the stores. And Christmas was very different during World War II. And I still get a funny feeling in my heart when I hear the song, I'll Be Home for Christmas, because that was written and introduced during World War II. And it was a serviceman writing home. I'll be home for Christmas, if only in my dreams. We had four still Christmases, but the way we got through them was by reminding ourselves and reminding each other that no matter what is happening around us or in the world, it's still Christmas. And this year, with all the different changes that we are having to live with, 
Let's make this a holy time. You know, I think that Christmas in recent years has become too commercial, too noisy, too busy. And somewhere we have lost the true meaning of Christmas. So let's make this a special holy Christmas. After all, no matter what happens around us, it's still Christmas. And Jesus is the reason for the season. So what a wonderful opportunity for us to put Jesus back in Christmas. Years ago, I used to have my own television program out of Channel 8 in New Haven, and it was sort of a variety show, and I used to interview different people as part of the, the program. And one Christmas time, I had Santa Claus come in his Christmas uniform and beard and all, and I interviewed Santa. He told some very interesting human interest stories, and then I asked him two questions. I said, Santa, what makes you the happiest at Christmas? And he said, oh, to see the boys and girls so happy. That makes me happy. And then I said, well, Santa, what makes you sad? Is there anything that makes you sad at Christmas? And he said, well, just one thing. And I said, what is it? And he said, well, when people make me more important than Jesus, that makes me very sad. Because Jesus is the whole reason for Christmas. And I don't like anybody to make me more important than Jesus. I suggest that this year, in our homes, the head of the family would read the Christmas story from Luke 2. Mother might tell some stories, and then the family together could sing some of the beloved Christmas carols, and we could make Christmas so meaningful and put Christ back in Christmas. Christmas is a magical time. In World War I, a war in which my father-in-law fought and was wounded, it was a terrible war. Thousands gave their lives. The conditions in the trenches were deplorable. The two armies hated each other, tried to kill each other. But then Christmas Eve of 1917, something wonderful happened. Someone in the German trenches began to sing, Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht, Alles Schlechtfast. Einsam vast, translated silent night, holy night, 
All is calm. All is bright. And soon, an English version of that carol was being sung by those in the Allied trenches. And in the German trenches, they were singing more carols. And then they began to come out of the trenches into no man's land. They met each other. They hugged each other. They traded cigarettes and candy. And there was peace for that day. You know, God appears at the strangest times. And when we need him the most, he brings us a message of peace. It's still Christmas. Let's think a little bit about that first Christmas. The first Christmas, the birth of Jesus, was one of the most important events in all of human history. God became man. A number of years ago, it was way back in the 60s or 70s, we had Jim Irwin speak here in our church. Jim had just walked on the moon shortly before that visit. He was an astronaut with Apollo 15, and he loved the Lord. And I will never forget what he said when he spoke to us. He said that the wonder is not that man walked on the moon, but that God walked on the earth. Oh, how true that is. Let me read just a few verses from Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 6. And while they were there in Bethlehem, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a feeding trough because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born, and it is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, and lying in a feeding trough. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. 
And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this which has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a feeding trough. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. You know, if I had been put in charge of the birth of Christ, it would have been very different. I'm sure I would have had him born in a sanitary hospital in an outstanding world-known city. There would have been live speakers. There would have been press conferences. A military band would have played God Save the King. But it wasn't that way. Now, the angels did sing to the shepherds, but that was out in the fields. But back in the stable, I can only believe that it was very quiet. Imagine with me the scene in the stable. The cattle were softly lowing. The baby was crying almost silently. Joseph said, I love you, Mary. And Mary said, I love you too, Joseph. Oh, what a beautiful baby. And what a silent, special time that was. The writer of the Christmas carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem, put it this way. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given so God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him, still the dear Christ enters in. Sometimes God speaks to us in the stillness. In 1 Kings chapter 19, there is the story of Elijah, who had run for his life. He was scared. He was feeling all alone. He complained to God, I'm the only one left that loves you. And God said, go stand on top of that mountain, and I'll speak to you. And this is what the scripture says. 
Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But God was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake that shook the earth. But God was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a great fire. But God was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a still, small voice. And God spoke to Elijah a message of comfort and of challenge. Psalm 37, 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. And Psalm 4 verse 4 says, when you are on your bed, search your heart and be still. A few nights ago, I just could not fall asleep. I usually fall asleep as soon as my head hits the pillow. But that night, I couldn't fall asleep. And I lay there doing what Psalm 4 said. When you are on your bed, search your heart and be still. I thought back to my ordination service 64 years before. I was given the privilege of choosing the hymns that the congregation would sing at that service. Let me read for you the words of one of those hymns. Jesus, I my cross have taken, all to leave and follow thee. Destitute, despised, forsaken, Thou from hence, my all shall be. Perish every fond ambition, all I've sought and hoped and known. Yet how rich is my condition. God and heaven are still my own. Let the world despise and leave me. They have left my Savior, too. Human hearts and looks deceive me. Thou art not like man untrue. And while thou shalt smile upon me, God of wisdom, love, and might, foes may hate and friends may shun me. Show thy face and all is bright. I said to myself and to God, God, I meant those words when I knelt to be ordained. Do I still mean them? Are you as real to me now as you were then? Where do I stand? I'm near the end of my life. I want to finish well. And you know, that night, 
I talked to Jesus, and I fell in love with him all over again. That's what we all need to do at this Christmas season. In Psalm 107, verse 29, it says of God, he makes the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still. And when that little baby, the Son of God, grew up into manhood, he said to the waves, Peace, be still, and the storm settled down. And he is still calming storms and speaking peace. And that's what he wants to do with me and with you at this Christmas season. Let's make this a special Christmas, centered around stillness, centered around the family, centered around Jesus. The writer of the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul, expressed what God had done for him in a beautiful way. He wrote, when peace like a river attendeth my soul, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. And God still speaks in the stillness. Approach him this Christmas. Open your heart to him. Tell him about your problems, your sins, and your fears. Turn them over to him. Invite him to be the Lord and the Savior of your life. And your life will never be the same again. Christmas this year may be a still Christmas, but friends, never forget it is still Christmas. Will you pray with me right now? O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. And now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, 
to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Man, that was a powerful sermon. Thank you, Pastor Allaby. And, and as Pastor Allaby said, it's still Christmas and God is still God. I told you this was gonna be a great service. Now, we invite you to join us all season long as we find strength and joy in Jesus' birth and are transformed by the real meaning of the season. As a reminder, you can go to brc.church and find out all the ways that you can celebrate Christmas through Black Rock Church. So have a great week. We look forward to seeing you next week.